0: The stars at night are big and bright, <laughs> deep, deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And
1: I'm ben. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and COVID.
0: Yeah, there's really no shenanigans, it's just COVID now. It's just
1: COVID these days. Uh, it is... February 1st it has been a month a literal month since our last podcast since our last one was recorded on January 1st
0: wait and, mm? you know how you asked me if I wanted to add anything to our thing I don't see our quarantine topic oh
1: well why don't we put that after topic number two
0: that's that's good Let's do that. actually
1: you know what we should probably put it before stars charts we should know oh, in someone we generally do it what are you up to I don't wow
0: Wow. What are you you up into? I don't know. Someone's ass? What does that even mean? What are you up into? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Fucking wow. Remember the part right before we started recording where I said I haven't slept? (laughs) Yeah, I can tell now. I can't wait to see what else is on this. I haven't actually read it yet, so.
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: It's going to be a day, folks. It is going to be a day. Cannot wait for this day. Okay, so, all right. So, we were we had started. We had, we had started. started. It
1: is February 1st. This is our 129th podcast. Woo! That's not an easy number to say. You One, know, honestly, nine.
0: I don't really like odd numbers, so I can't wait for 130 is all I'm saying.
1: Hey, next time. Next time. So, hockey, it's back. It's really here. It's doing the thing. It is getting pucks in deep.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sticks between the legs, pucks in deep, going to the corners, squirting pucks out. Playing a whole 60 minutes. Playing a whole 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. End to end. I mean, some people are playing a whole 60 minutes. Some people are just, you know, skating on their laurels. Like the stars a little bit. I mean, I wasn't going to name names, but this is the Stars podcast.
1: I mean, yeah, we got to name those names. Um, my topics here are, number one, not as bad as we thought. I was not optimistic coming into the season, which is, granted, not unusual for our podcast.
0: No, well, I think it's funny that you were not that optimistic coming into the season since, like, Micah McCurdy had put, like, all of his eggs in the Stars basket, so...
1: To be fair, Uh, he did that last year, and then they did go to the Stanley Cup final. And he said this year we're safe because he's predicting the Carolina Hurricanes go to the Stanley Cup.
0: Which is fine. It's whatever. Um, But I do – I do – I was not expecting them to be awful. We just didn't make any many changes. And then Tyler Sagan was out, and so was Ben Bishop. And then I was like, okay, maybe that'll be bad. Yeah. But honestly, like, I didn't get to watch the first – uh, three games or four games I just watched the Carolina series so me coming into it just watching the Carolina series I'm like this is actually like so much worse than I thought it was gonna be okay um, but also that those were just two exceptionally bad games
1: yeah I think for me it was very much like well so I think also part of it is I didn't expect Nashville to be as bad as they were they were against Dallas and I mean seven goals
0: I always expect
1: Nashville to be bad right well as people but not necessarily (laughs) as a hockey team
0: you know though there's only so long you can go being bad as a person before your bad as a person deeds catch up to you
1: we also have that topic coming up
0: (laughs) karma
1: is a bitch uh, we do have a question about the stars having a pretty decent start. They're four and two. That's not actually they're four, one, and one. Very, very technically. We love a loser point in this league. We,
0: well, some of, it, some of them do. The league loves a loser point. The league, the league loves does. losers. I just wish that we would count points differently is all I'm saying. I, it's, it's fine with leaving the loser point. I just think there should be a winner point then. I I
1: think everything should be centered around zero. So, you know. Wait, so
0: you you get minus points for losing? Yes. Damn, you're harsh.
1: But that way, if you get, like, if you win in a shootout, you get, like, half a point. And you only lose half a point if you lose in the shootout. Because you did more.
0: I mean, while I get it, I just don't feel like...
1: I don't feel like winning in a shootout is winning.
0: I'm not... Agreeing or disagreeing with that point, because it's technically a skills game in what should be a team sport. But I also do not want to live in a world where I have to worry about whether my po- my team has negative points. <laughs> oh, where are the stars in the standing? They're at negative 300. Whoops. <laughs> I don't think you could get to negative 300. No, you couldn't get to negative 300. But like, even negative four, I would be like... What am I even doing in this life? Like, I just feel like that is such a negative number that like, like negatives would put would be way too demoralizing, I think, in in sports. I don't think they have any place in sports. What if you
1: started everybody at 50 points? Then you are unlikely to go negative, even if you lose.
0: I, want, I don't understand why you're wanting to add so many... Um,
1: <laughs> I just... Because because I feel like there is this. clearly a delineation between we actually won this game, and we went to overtime and won in overtime, and we went to shootout and we won in shootout because...
0: Well, that's why I like the... Um, that is why I like the, the three-point system, where you get three points for a regulation win, two points for an overtime win... And one point for a, an, um, a shootout win, and then nothing if you lose.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I like I like the negative points, but I am also kind of mean.
0: You are very
1: mean. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> Holly asks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like that that wasn't even a transition. It was a, let's distract everyone from knowing how mean Carolyn is. Holly does ask, has Ty DeLandria's performance... I have a Scorpio
1: moon and you're going to deal with it.
0: (laughs) I am going to deal with it. Has Ty DeLandria's performance thus far cleansed the stench off the number 10? And if not, do you think it is possible by the end of the season? First of all, there is no stench on the number 10 because that is Sean Korkoff's number. And Patrick Sharp would
1: never wear a stinky number. What? Sorry? Patrick Sharp would never
0: wear a stinky number. Patrick Sharp would never wear a stinky number. So I think that what Holly is referring to is the, uh, you know, the piece of human garbage that wore it last season. And honestly, I think that you're giving him too much power over the number 10, Mm -hmm. which has been worn by many a delicious person in our in our lineup. So, um, no, I don't think that there is any stench on the number 10. I yeah, think we don't need
1: to make this like a Voldemort scenario. We, can we say don't. The, we can say the name. Corey Perry is a stinky garbage person.
0: He is a stinky garbage person.
1: But um, you do not need I, to attach any superstition to him.
0: It's, for me, it's not treating him like Voldemort. It's treating him like I don't even want to give him the benefit of acknowledging that he exists by, by saying his name. Fair. Because that is that is already giving him too much of my own personal energy.
1: And we have so little of that these days.
0: <laughs> honestly? Like, honestly. So my, Talk
1: about negative numbers.
0: <laughs> my, my brother was m- married previously and has divorced this person. And I feel like every single time my dad wants to talk about her, he wants to relitigate how horrible of a person she is. And I eventually had to tell my dad that I never... Ever want to think about her again? Because I do not want to give her any uh, authority over the energy that I expend in this life. So I was like, nope, we're just—I'm just never talking about her again, Dad. I mean, I don't have to deal with her. He's not married to her anymore. She is not part of my life. Thank you. Bye.
1: That's you know, honestly, like those are definitely some of the conversations I start—I'm having these days. Yeah. Like it's been fucking wild, God. Think about all the things that have happened since the last time we were recorded. But like, learning about like like every you know some days when people are like, I'm gonna be the main person on the internet or whatever you know. But I mean, what is that called? Twitter, the star of the star of the day, Twitter's star of the day. Just I have like, no
0: idea what you're talking about.
1: You know when when somebody goes viral for being dumb. And, like, there's one every fucking day, right? Yeah. And it's just like, no, I refuse to engage with this. I refuse to engage with this. This is too much.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> but, on the other hand, they're also kind of as
0: bad as we thought sometimes. The stars. Well, I, I, I don't remember thinking that they were going to be, like, bad. I just remember having concerns. But, um,. I, I mean this this road trip was truly god awful, and I mean the first game was played without Jamie Ben in the lineup. Obviously Ben Bishop is out, um, and they also I mean not that Blake Como was a big difference maker, but they didn't have him either. Um, and I think Jamie Ben is a huge difference maker, and yeah. when, when he's in the lineup, and I'll be and that was obvious just from the first game to the second game over the weekend. Mm-hmm. But um, it was. Uh, uh, it was it was like the whole game was just like watching people try to skate through spaghetti. It was awful.
1: I think what concerns me and the 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 dead horse rises is that it just it's just the way they go into games with this defensive mindset, and that the only way they get to score from that is. So far, the power play has been fucking amazing.
0: Oh. <laughs> and, and then... Over the weekend. I don't know if you looked at the, the... I don't know if you looked at their power play opportunities over the weekend, but it, they got, like, one shot on any of the power plays that they received, and that was a goal, and that was it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, so, but again, the power is still performing okay, like, over the, you know, six games. And... Then there's a counterattack and that's it. Like, there's no...
0: No, their offense is, their offense is absolutely the weakest part about their game right now.
1: And, and against a really good team like the Hurricanes, again, we said earlier, like I said earlier, Micah has the Hurricanes go into the final. <sighs> that shit just doesn't work, guys.
0: Well, and Aaron also pointed out that the Carolina Hurricane system of play is also a very bad match for... The, the way that the Stars played their zones. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Carolina Hurricanes, I mean, the Stars the stars do the thing where they keep the two defenders up top, and then they've got a very heavy bottom right next to the net. Mm-hmm. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes are, like, flip it, and they have three people at the top, uh, and then a lot of active skating and passing through the zone, which, where the Stars are very more like they'll stay in their spot and they won't move from their spot unless there's a good reason for them to move from their spot. It's not the way the Carolina Hurricanes play so it's harder for the stars to defend against something like the Carolina Hurricanes and what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's just it, like that whole system is a very, very bad mismatch for the stars and very much going to be if it's favorable to the the, 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 Hurricanes. So, um, that was also part of the problem is that there was no adapting their system to the way that the Carolina Hurricanes play. And I don't know why I keep saying the Carolina Hurricanes every time I talk about them
1: I don't know. It's a good little flow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, that's, that, that was also part of the problem is that there was no adaptation during the game. It was, the lines were in a blender. The stars could not pass to save their lives and it was just very bad.
1: Yeah. And uh, Dallas is probably also going to have similar issues playing against Tampa, which has again, really good puck movers. Yeah. Really well-structured setup. That is pretty dynamic. So, but I think also if I look, I'm looking at the Discover card Central Division (laughs) here. And to be honest, though,
0: those are probably
1: the only two teams that are going to give us these kinds of problems.
0: That's that's really the only good thing about this season and the way that they're playing the games right now is that there's really only two really good teams in this, uh, three. I mean, the Stars are fine. But there's really only two ones that are going to be super challenging for the Stars. And I'm not saying that the Stars are going to win every single time against all the other teams in their division, but the other teams really aren't bringing as much to the table as Carolina and Tampa Bay.
1: No. I mean, if you look at it, so we've got... Um,
0: I mean, Detroit. What is Detroit bringing?
1: In? Detroit is bringing the tank, is what it, Okay, so <laughs> I, I am...
0: De- Detroit is bringing a bunch of bombs.
1: <laughs> I am as going they, to... As they, like, like your... absolutely
0: blast their way to the bottom.
1: <laughs> so I'm sorting here by points percentage because a lot of the teams in the, our division haven't actually played very much so Florida is at the top right now but I can't I cannot believe they stay at the top what is um, going on over there that's a very low flying plane that is so loud yeah that was really low flying
0: that, that was like buzzing the roof of your house
1: yeah yeah usually it's helicopters but uh nope that was. Must have been military or something.
0: That was outrageous.
1: Um, so I've sorted it by points percentage, just straight up on NHL.com. Florida's only played six games. Um, I suspect because they also had some canceled. Uh, they had to. They had a series against Nash. Oh, they had Florida had four games canceled already, and none of them because they had COVID, <laughs> but because other people had COVID. Nice. Um, so Florida's rocking in the number one spot at a. 91% points percentage. Carolina's in number two. Dallas is number three. Tampa's in number four by points percentage. Columbus and technically has as many points as Florida, but that's because they've played 10 games to Florida. Shit. So they're barely above a 5-0. Nashville's at a 5-0. and Chicago and Detroit are bad.
0: So what we're saying is Detroit heard your negative point system and it's like, sign us (laughs) up. Because that's what I'm hearing.
1: They did. They did. They know innovation
0: when they hear it. I mean, they're very (laughs) excited about these opportunities.
1: We will suck like no one has sucked before.
0: I am so ready to suck. What? What does that even mean?
1: They're starting an only OnlyFans is what they're I'm doing. Just
0: saying words. Oh my God! <laughs> you said that. <laughs> Sally asks. <laughs> wow. Hold oh, the tape back, friends. You heard it. <laughs>
1: If I put that as our, if I, if I make that our podcast title, this will automatically become the most listened to podcast. The one have. in which they
0: are naked. Yeah, absolutely. The <laughs> one where the girls started OnlyFans.
1: <laughs> the one with Detroit's OnlyFans.
0: The one with Detroit's OnlyFans. There, that's it. That's the title. See, that's, that's all you need.
1: <laughs> uh, Sally asks, how much, if any, do you think the Carolina series was impacted by guys forgetting their travel routines? I mean, given that it was almost 11 months since they traveled regularly for games, it came up in our family, uh, games, period. It came up in our family group chat when watching the lackluster performance.
0: Uh, I think Honestly, I think that that could be a factor, but I think that the, um, the thing I've already touched on that this is the two systems playing against each other and the fact that they were missing Tyler Sagan and Janie Ben is probably more of an impact, Mm -hmm. but I, I wouldn't want to count that out. This is the first travel they've done for, you know, the COVID season. Um, we all know that traveling is tiring anyway. I'm assuming traveling with further protocols is is tiring, um, And it has been 11 months since they've had to travel for this. So I would imagine that uh, it's very different than, you know, what they've been doing. So Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't I would I would say that that's probably a factor. I just don't think that that's the largest factor from the weekend.
1: So we have already mentioned it a couple of times. But I am still fucking baffled that we actually even have a season going. Like, I do not understand it.
0: Well, the, I, I mean, mean I get
1: I know why but
0: yeah, like you know also. I mean let's, let's just talk about that about the whole thing without even acknowledging why because we know why but the thing that the thing that kills me about this is that there are so many people that are talking about well you know like they had it they're asymptomatic or they had it and it wasn't that bad but like this is still I mean again everyone knows it's a novel coronavirus and we're still finding out what the long-term effects of that are And one of the most recent ones that I found out about is the fact that even if you are asymptomatic, the number one thing they're seeing amongst people who have had verified cases of COVID is a dramatic effect to their lungs and their lung capacity and the scarring on their lungs. And they were talking about people, even asymptomatic people who had COVID, having the same amount of scarring that they see in lifelong smokers. Mm -hmm. So like, that's bad. That's not good for you. And so, when you're talking about also being a you know a professional athlete and needing those lungs to perform at top capacity, like that's going to be a problem long term. That's going to be a problem short term. That's just going to be a problem. So the fact that they're like voluntarily putting themselves at risk like this is, you know,
1: it's fucking bananas.
0: Fucking bananas. Is that you ringing or is that me ringing?
1: That's you ringing.
0: What the fuck? Who, how am I ringing? What is ringing?
1: That sounds like someone trying to call you on Discord.
0: Where is Discord? I don't even have Discord open. Hang on. I genuinely do not know what this is.
1: Could it be an alarm?
0: Oh! I have my work thing open? I think that was somebody calling me on my work phone. I have my work laptop open. Yeah, Uh somebody was just calling me on my work phone. No worries. Uh, Hang on just a second. Let me just turn the whole thing off. calls oh i guess it is it's not a sunday just kidding (laughs) you didn't work today Anne, but that doesn't mean it's not a not a weekday (laughs) okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna i'm just gonna just gonna do a thing okay just stop be quiet okay all right that wasn't even the yeah i was like what is ringing sorry about that
1: no worries yeah, so uh yesterday it was announced. I mean, to that to that exact point, yesterday it was announced that Marco Rossi, who had to, to be fair, the LHL did got COVID in November before he was in any hockey hockey activities, mm-hmm. is going back to Austria for treatment for complications. And he yeah. is not going to be the only one. Like no. that's the that's the that's the baffling part. Yeah. Like, he is not going to be the only player who has massive side effects to this. I mean, Eudobin was talking about his own COVID and how, like, it took him months to, like, feel good walking up and down the stairs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, I mean, that's kind of how mine was, too. Like, it took me about a month to be comfortable walking. And I didn't have a bad version of it. And I had it last year, you know. And I, this is, it's just insane to me. It's insane to me. And literally, literally right before we got on this fucking phone call to talk about the NHL and how insane they are, the 10 New Jersey Devils got put on the COVID reserve list. Yeah. All of their games got canceled for the next week.
0: Well, and five of the, I mean, five of the Carolina Hurricanes were on, are on the COVID list.
1: And like, Ovi was out for a couple weeks, like, a, yeah. what, a week because he got exposed.
0: So I think a lot of people keep talking about the survival rate of this without without even paying attention to the long-term effects. And yes, it is survivable for most people that get it. That's Those are just facts. But it's also going to be long-term a problem for almost everyone that has it, regardless of how bad their case was. So it's stupid in my mind to continue with this kind of thing, and especially because everybody's gonna get it at some point like the, the, with the numbers that they're w- that we're already seeing this early in the season like fucking everybody is going to get it at some point do you think they will finish the season? um I think it depends on whether or not anybody dies god
1: that's fucking bleak
0: uh, but that's honestly that's what I think like
1: no I agree I I actually think you're correct I just hate like it's the first time I have heard somebody actually put it in those words you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I, but I think you're right.
0: Yeah, I mean it sucks. It absolutely sucks. But I think that that's I think that's where we are.
1: Yeah. Speaking of COVID leagues, the NWHL is doing their quote unquote bubble in Lake Placid right now, mm-hmm. and I am of two minds on this. When it started, I was fucking like. Let's go. Maybe I'll actually watch the women's hockey this year since they're doing a bubble. And I can support that. Yeah. Turns out it's not a bubble.
0: Oh, no. What is it?
1: They did not require anyone to quarantine when they got there. They, that's
0: not a bubble. That, mm-hmm. They, that's not a bubble at everybody all. Everybody
1: arrived on, I think it was like the 21st or something like that. And they started games on the 23rd. That's,
0: that's not a bubble. And that's actually a very the, porous surface. Yeah. That's a, that's a sieve. That's an egg. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So because of that, the Metropolitan Riveters, with uh, rookie phenom Soroya Tinker and everyone's fa- favorite Madison Packer, have had to pull out of the tournament because too many people tested positive for COVID. Yeah. And I'm glad... I mean, at least they pulled out of the tournament, right? Like, it wasn't like what the NHL is trying to do. Right. Um, but, like... There is somebody on the Connecticut Whale who has COVID, but they're still allowed to be in the tournament because it's just the one person.
0: Why? I'm I'm
1: just like, so I'm a little bit like, everybody's like, oh my God, this whole Barstool sports thing is the worst thing to come out of the NWHL. And why are we all talking about that drama when the, the hockey's been so good and the Twitch has been so good? And like, to be honest, I am really fucking disappointed that this is where the league is. Barstool aside, because everybody knows that Barstool nonsense is Barstool fucking nonsense, right? Like right. no yes. one, no one who listens to this podcast gives two shits about Barstool's opinion. Fuck no, we don't give two shits about Barstool's opinion. But like, no, the fact that the NH- NWHL was like, oh, we're doing a bubble, and then did not at all do a bubble is what really is blowing my mind.
0: Yeah. And no, sucks. that's that's actually some bullshit. Like, actually some bullshit is that they're trying to play it off like, yes, we absolutely did. We, you know, we are taking all precautions. We're bubbling, blah, blah, blah. Like, gathering everybody together but not actually following any sort of protocol is not a bubble. You're just, like, putting them in a soup of COVID and hoping nobody gets it.
1: Yeah. So, and it is sad because the the production values of this season are great. Like, I don't know if you caught any of the Twitch games. There are some Twitch games on, or there's some games on tonight, actually, with playoff implications. Um, Boston Buffalo, the winner of that goes to the playoffs. The loser goes home. Um, But, and the Twitch chat has been fantastic. Um, They have this whole thing with the Zamboni at halftime. Like, they've got, like, a whole, like, light show now for the Zamboni. (laughs) As Amazing. the halftime entertainment, like it's been really cool and super embraced. There were over 32,000 people watching the NWHL on Twitch this weekend. Like, that's numbers they have never had before. That's ever. a
0: lot of people, yeah.
1: That's more than can fit in any one hockey arena.
0: That's nice that they, uh, I mean, it's cool that. So it's nice that they have upped the uh, production quality of, you know, being able to watch the games, I think, because mm-hmm. when they first started, it was, I feel like it was not as friendly.
1: No, not at all. No, not at all. I mean, you, are, you, you know, friend of the podcast, Jen, can uh, really relate, but like, she and I tracked those games. No, back I in the. You, I
0: helped you track those games, yeah, too.
1: Yeah, but like... I mean, Jen's been really on it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I only like did a
0: couple, in. but I'm just saying I also, I remember. You
1: remember. We all remember. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. It, but, like, and so, yeah, no, it's a great experience now to watch, but I'm just so disappointed. <laughs> but, like, I was so excited to be like, oh, great, there's a league taking this seriously. And then to find out after the Riveters had to pull out that they didn't take it nearly as seriously as was being advertised. Oh, man.
0: yeah ridiculous
1: you want to talk about something happy for a second yeah let's do it tony d'angelo got punched in the face
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is beautiful absolutely beautiful um i know that everybody has heard about this already but let's talk about tony d'angelo and what an asshole he is oh
1: god he's such a racist asshole
0: He's a racist asshole, and he also, like, quit Twitter and joined Parler earlier this year. He's downplayed the effects of the danger of the coronavirus, like, racist asshole. And there was a very chilling video from his dad after the most recent racist thing he said, where his dad was, like, talking about how Tony didn't say anything that he hadn't heard his dad say, which is, like, cool, thanks for outing yourself as a racist as well, like... (laughs) Thanks for letting us know this was learned behavior and that you are also someone that we should not be trusting. Um, and it's been really disheartening over the last season or two to watch all of these teams be like, we want to be part of the reclamation of this kid. And we want to be part of like, you know, his overcoming these obstacles, like overcoming the obstacle of being a terrible person is not the narrative you think it is. Um <laughs> So, like, the fact that it all finally came to a head and Chris Carter punched him in the face is, like, fucking delicious. Like, it is, I mean, just mwah, chef's kiss. That,
1: that's the life. good food. The, the way that food. this could have
0: ended. But even better, even better, is that they then put him on waivers and Tony D'Angelo found a thing that he can actually clear. And it's not the puck. It's waivers.
1: I also, I think, the other thing I want to really bring up here on this one is that, obviously, um, there's a lot of grain of salt when trying to gather information about stuff like this because the NHL specifically is notoriously tight-lipped about locker room friction, right? Uh Uh-huh. And a lot of people have been, and I think it was Adam Herman, of um, the SB Nation site uh, Blue Shirt Banter Who was doing a lot of the digging And he sourced everything he said mm-hmm. and granted,
0: multiple sources too Yeah like
1: multiple sources And yes they're anonymous It's not like a, he's going to be like quote Chris Kreider said I punched the dude But like he sourced that shit And now that the Rangers are playing the PR game And being like And uh, Keandres Miller's uh, uh Agent is coming out and being like, well, we knew the puck that Tony took was going to be given to the team, equipment people for framing. Like, why the fuck would you believe the Rangers?
0: You wouldn't. After everything that everybody's been through, why would you?
1: Like, there are so many people who are like, oh, well, these were just unsubstantiated rumors. A, they were fucking substantiated. Yeah. He substantiated them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But like, from multiple sources. From
1: multiple people. And just because he doesn't write for, like, the fucking Post or, like, the New York Times doesn't mean that he doesn't know what he's doing.
0: Hilariously. I was Googling Tony D'Angelo to find out where, what his next destination would be if they've, if they've said what he's doing after this. Like, is he going to be assigned to the the Harper Wolfpack? Is he just going to be released? Is You know, like, what are they going to do with him? Uh, and they haven't said yet, but um, the number one news result when I googled Tony D'Angelo is an article in the New York Post that says, Rangers should name Chris Kreider captain in wake of Tony D'Angelo debacle. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the New York Post. <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's I great. It. Honestly, I will tell you, because because of my BFF in hockey that loves the Rangers, I have known about Chris Kreider for quite some time and have been a fan, uh, like a personal fan, not necessarily a hockey fan, but a personal fan of Chris Kreider for quite some time. And it does not surprise me in the slightest that he's the one that actually stood up and decked the dude. Yeah. I, yeah. It, do, like, it doesn't surprise me. So I th- maybe they should name him Captain because he's clearly the one that's going to stand up in that locker room.
1: Mm-hmm. Here for it.
0: Yep yep
1: we love it we love a good karma story
0: we do love a good karma story because we do we do love people facing the consequences of their own
1: actions (laughs) quarantine quarantine what are you up to in quarantine i think that's how it went i don't
0: know it's been over a month it has yeah you keep saying that um Mm -hmm. So, what I've been up to in quarantine over the last month is taking care of my dad. Yeah. (laughs) So, we didn't do our podcast. Well, we didn't do our podcast when we were supposed to do our podcast because the stars had not played a game yet. Right. And then we were going to do it the next weekend. We were going to do it on Sunday and then maybe Monday. And then Sunday, my, my dad had a heart incident and went into the hospital Um and uh was there through thursday so mom and i because of covid they're not allowing anybody oh also also i moved into my parents place <laughs> during quarantine because i was getting really sad really really sad living by myself and um so i moved into my parents place and have been here since the week before christmas and don't know when i'm leaving at this point in time because They've extended work from home yet again, so we're not going back before the summertime. So. <laughs> anyway, so my mom and I have been, like, wandering, well, we're, like, basically wandering around the ranch, like, trying to entertain each other and distract each other because she couldn't go down and sit with my dad. Right. Then yesterday, during the Stars game, what which I am recapping, I get a text from my dad that's like, I've gone into AFib, I called EMS, and I was like... uh uh, do you need anything so like Taylor took over finishing up the recap we were it was like the the third period had just started so I had most of it done but she took up finishing it up and uh I I was I got to be the one to stand at the end of the driveway and punch the code in to let people in and out of the gate so that was super fun um But then we ended up picking him up literally in the middle of the night, because basically all they had to do was regulate his heartbeat. Apparently going into aphid is super normal after you've had an ablation of your heart. So, you know, that's what I've been up to in quarantine lately. But um, as far as the media stuff, which is what we usually talk about during (laughs) this time, uh, on Friday I watched literally the entirety of Julie and the Phantoms, Uh which I don't know if you've heard of this. I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. It is. So okay, it's it it is a children's show. I'm going to come out at the front and tell you it's a children's show. It's made for children.
1: I loved Babysitters Club, so like that's fine. Well,
0: there so Babysitters Club was super cute, right? It was so okay, good. Loved it. So the The Julian the Phantoms I actually think is better than Ooh. Babysitters Club. So it is about a 15 16-year-old girl whose mother had passed away the previous year. Who, like, her big connection with her mom was through music, because her mom was a musician. And so she she was also a musician, but um, hadn't really played or sung or done anything since her mom had passed away. Um, And there are also, at the same time, these three boys, back in 1995, who were about to do a big show at the Orpheum in L.A. that was going to be, like, their big ticket to superstardom, because they were actually pretty good. Um, and the day the night they were supposed to go on stage, they all died of food poisoning. <laughs> well, three <laughs> of them died of food poisoning. The fourth one is a vegetarian and didn't eat the tainted hot dogs. So three of them died of food poisoning. They wake up 25 years later in this garage studio where they used to play, where now Julie and her parents live and like in the house that has this garage studio. Mm-hmm. So she meets them and they like, like the whole show is like basically about her coming back to music because of these three boys in this band. They start playing with her, and like they become visible uh, to other people when they play. So with her, so specifically with her. Mm-hmm. So they they like they start doing all these shows and stuff, and she pretends that they're holograms. So that's why it's called Julie and the Phantoms. That's the name of their band. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just like it's not uncomplicated because it is ultimately a show about people who have died. Um, and there is, like, one, like, punch-you-in-the-face sad moment with one of the kids and, like, his par- his parents. Um, like, like, literally gasping, sobbing watching that episode. I'm not even, not gonna front on that one. But it's such a cute show otherwise. Like, good, clean, wholesome, like, family-friendly fun. And it was, like, such a palate cleanser after everything that I had been going through with my dad last week. And I was like, the songs are also super earwormy, and I love them. them. (laughs) So, yeah, I highly recommend that to anybody. It is, like, just adorable. Just an adorable show. It's on Netflix. Nice. I've
1: been, um, so I've been watching a lot of K-dramas, like usual. Um, I just finished one called It's Okay Not to Be Okay, which was, Interesting. I like, I think it was stronger in the first half than the second half. Um, but it was basically like two really, honestly, very fucked up people who are also very beautiful falling in love in the face of all of their fucked upness. But then uh, I also watched, my mom came over and we did like a girls' weekend um, Thursday and Friday. And we watched uh, Lupin, which is like a. It's only five episodes. It's like part one, Lupin part one. Um, and it's a show inspired by um, the character Arsène Lupin. And like it straight up references the the books. And this was like turn of the century, Sherlock, French Sherlock Holmes contemporary. And Lupin was a, a gentleman thief. And if you were into anime in the 90s, Um, early 2000s-ish. You probably saw Lupin the Third on, I think it was on Adult Swim, not on Toonami, because it was a little bit adult. Um, But, and so, you know, it's basically like heisty action fun. Um, And so this is a French show, so you do have to, and I strongly recommend the subtitles. The dub is goddamn awful. Um, But super duper well-written, so well-acted, extremely fun heist stuff, and I cannot wait for the part two to drop because major cliffhanger. Uh Oh. Yeah. But super duper good. And it was also really fun because my mom got me a masterclass for Christmas, so I've been watching some of those, and I've been watching the Shonda Rhimes screenwriting masterclass. Okay. And it was really fun to kind of watch the show... Specifically, knowing some of the stuff that she had talked about and how she structures her episodes and how she structures everything in that five-act structure that Shakespeare liked, as opposed to one's traditional, like, three-act structure that a lot of times you see in literature. And, um... Yeah. So it was really fun to watch. I mean, it's just a fantastic show. You should definitely watch Lupin. Um, And it's super short. Like, it's literally, like I said, five episodes, 45 minutes each. Really good stuff. Um yeah, like, I've had such a hard time concentrating. That was about what I could take.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, and that's kind of where I was with, oh, like, that's funny that that's about all you can take because that is so much reading. Um, and you and I had that conversation about reading movies or TV shows. Yeah. Um, and I, contrary to what we talked about in that conversation, went and watched a Dutch film last week. Mm-hmm. Which was part of the reason that I need the Julie and the Phantoms palette cleanser. Um, have you ever watched much Dutch cinema?
1: No, I don't, I cannot remember watching any Dutch cinema.
0: I don't know if this is like representative of the genre, but it' is bleak as fuck. like
1: that actually I fe- I mean I feel like that's true. Like, well, I haven't yeah. seen any of it, but it sounds right.
0: <laughs> right. So yeah, like it was, it was over three hours long and it was just like relentless in how unhappy and upsetting it was. That mm. <laughs> was like, the re- the only reason I watched it is because I like, I had already picked it and it was just on and I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like messing with it. Like I was just like, fine, I'm just going to listen to it. It'll be fine. Um, but I did, I like, I list. I, I didn't actually read every single subtitle that came across screen. I was like, I know what's going on. It's fine. Like, (laughs) terrible things are happening. Yeah. But it's not necessarily like it was, like, you know, torture porn or anything. It was just this dude who was an engineer, but he was a poor engineer, but he had aspirations of greatness. And, like, basically, he kind of clawed his way up to, you know, having... What he thought he wanted, and then it, like, all kind of fell apart, and it was, like, this very slog of a climb, and then this very slog of a decline, and until you get to the end of the movie, he dies, like, that's literally how it happens, and my only, my only review of it, when I put it on my Letterboxd account was, I need someone to do a wellness check on the Dutch, like, <laughs> this is, this is bleak as fuck, oh, man, like, seriously, though, seriously. A wellness
1: check on the Dutch twinkle, twinkle, little stars. stars. How I wonder what you shine. <laughs> Did you see how I almost forgot how twinkle, twinkle, little star goes?
0: There was a huge pause. I hope you leave that entire pause in, in
1: yeah. the uh... yeah, we'll you know, we'll we'll uh. We're just gonna own up to some stuff this week.
0: <laughs> I you know, honestly, we do a lot to make ourselves look a lot better than we are, and I think that th- that stops today. That stops today. But only for one week, and then we'll go back.
1: <laughs> the thinnest veneer of professionalism. Just strip that away. One week only.
0: Absolutely strip it away. We're fine. This is
1: that only fans content.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is that only fans content. Absolutely.
1: All right, so today our horoscope comes from Shape.com. Yes, the wellness mags are getting in on it.
0: Excellent. I do love, I do love unholy fans. What are we talking about? I don't even
1: know. I don't know what you're talking about. I uh, said the wellness brain, mags. The wellness mags are getting in on it.
0: Okay, that's cool. What? Where are we? Uh, okay, so I have picked uh, people that I don't even, I like, when I started watching a game on Saturday, I was like, I don't know who you are. So I decided to pick these people so that we can. Um, learn more about them. Learn more about them, hopefully. From their Zodiacs. Uh, so the first is Mark P- Pysick. Pysick.
1: Mm-hmm. Piss sick, piss sick. Ice sick. <laughs> What's his birthday?
0: Uh, he's a Capricorn. He's January eleventh.
1: The self-hating zodiac sign.
0: He is twenty-nine years old and looks like your typical suburban sucker dad.
1: Oh right, Capricorn. Your weekly highlights: money, and they use an emoji for it, uh, and love. Thanks to relationship-oriented Venus joining the planetary party in your second house of income from Monday, February 1st to Thursday, February 25th, you'll be thinking about creative social ways to boost your financial security. You might consider pairing up with a friend to research a business partnership or finding new ways to channel your artistic impulses towards bringing in cash. Hey, Etsy! Giving your imagination the green light to run wild could lead to... they say, hey, Etsy, and now I'm thinking, Mark Pizzik only OnlyFans. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Amazing. <laughs> Give,
1: giving your imagination the green light to run wild could le- lead to a pragmatic, promising game plan. And on Saturday, February 6th, revolutionary Uranus in your fifth house of romance forms a tense square to Venus, and you'll be even more inspired to shake things up in your closest relationship. You'll want to let your freak flag fly... <laughs>
0: Yes!
1: As a way to assert your uniqueness and possibly even challenge your significant other or a potential match. After all, if they embrace your inner weirdo as much as you do, you know they're a keeper. Bless. He's getting... He's gonna. He's, Mark Pizzic Onlyfans.
0: Oh, Mark Pizzic Onlyfans. Okay, so the next one is... Okay, so the next one is Tanner Kiro, but apparently he is already on the taxi squad and not on the active roster anymore. But... He is a rare Leo.
1: Ooh, okay.
0: He was born the day before me. I mean, 11 years later, but the day before (laughs) me.
1: (laughs) Leo weekly highlights relationships and career. You've been prioritizing your one-on-one collaborations for a minute now, Leo, but you'll feel even more motivated to join forces with your your S.O., Best friend or a colleague to reach a shared goal, while romantic Venus moves through your seventh house of partnership.
0: <laughs> seventh house
1: of partnership. What is mm-hmm. that? So, in astrology, the sky is divided up into houses.
0: No, I know that. Oh, okay. But my sev- what my seventh house of partnership?
1: The seventh house is the house of, I guess, like partnership and relationships. I don't know. I don't really know. We just talked about it in Capricorn. Listen,
0: I have known about the houses ever since I heard whatever that song is. That when the moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter aligns with Mars.
1: I don't know that song.
0: Then peace shall guide our planets. Oh, wait. Are you talking about Age of Aquarius? Will steal the stars. This is the The dawning of of the Age of Aquarius. Aquarius. I was like, I'm just going to keep going because you do know this. Song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any of the other lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: Clearly.
1: But in addition to doing the work together, you'll be able to identify your strengths and weaknesses as a team and address them with a whole new energy. And on Saturday, February 6th, a social Venus forms a 10th square to game changer Uranus in your 10th house of career. And you could feel an intense desire to strike out on your own professionally. Whether you pitch an out-of-left-field idea to higher-ups, maybe scoring? I don't know, I'm scoring, maybe. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, he's on the taxi squad now, but yes.
1: Or come up with a creative proposal that could ultimately catapult your career to the next level, you'll be taking the bull by the horns in this moment. You'll find that taking the bull by the horns in this moment feels totally empowering.
0: All right. Interesting.
1: I feel like maybe he'll be back before next Saturday, is what I feel like.
0: Oh, well, I don't know who we're going to take out for him, but sure. Yeah, uh, things happen.
1: Things happen a lot.
0: That's true. Um, okay. The last one is Jake Ottinger, who I, I've heard his name, obviously, but, like, he hasn't been on the animation. In- in- and he the, got a win. Yeah. Or he got a and win. And he got a win. Um, also, uh, you know, when you Google their faces, their, their names, you also get their roster photo. This boy looks about 12 years old. Like, Aww. if you put him in a lineup, I would tell you he's still in high school, except he's 22 years old. But, like, that is basically still in high school, I'm just going to say. Anyway, um, his birthday is December 18th, making him a Sagittarius.
1: Okay. Your weekly highlights, money and creativity. You might want to set aside time for meditation or journaling about whatever intense emotions you'll likely be experiencing on Sunday, January 31st. The intuitive moon will be in your 10th house of career, forming a harmonizing tr- forming a harmonizing trine to transformative Pluto in your 2nd house of income. So whatever you're tapping into could help you pinpoint your next professional move and bring in the remuneration you've been aiming for. Jesus Christ.
0: That is a
1: lot. That was a whole sentence.
0: That was a whole fucking sentence. It was. I I heard it.
1: (laughs) Then, while Social Venus moves through your third house of communication from Monday, February 1st to Thursday, February 25th, smart, stimulating, creative brainstorms and conversations can feel like your version of an aphrodisiac. Whether you're talking to your significant other or a new match, talking through that innovative project you've been batting around, or trading notes on your favorite new books, films, or binge-worthy shows can lay the groundwork for mental and possibly physical sparks to fly.
0: Alrighty then. Yeah, that's a thing. Or I heard it. It is a thing.
1: (sighs) In the interest of stripping away the thin veneer of professionalism, I had to run to the restroom. I cut out the four minutes where I was in the restroom. But.
0: Uh, And yeah, and Maren was just scrolling on her phone looking well, for movies about orphans with superpowers.
1: <laughs> Why specifically orphans with superpowers?
0: Because um, I'm... So last year I did a movie challenge with some friends and we redid it this year, except like we had to come up with all new categories. So I suggested two blocks. I have a rom-com block and a sci-fi block. And one of the categories in the sci-fi block that I came up with was uh, Down in the Luck Orphans Turn Us Out to Have Supernatural Powers. Except I now can't think of any movies that have this like trope in them and I don't know why I suggested it. <laughs> I'm like Whoa. whoops.
1: Well Spider Man. I mean he's not that down on his luck, but he's
0: Parents he's... I think are dead. They are dead. That's why he lives with his Aunt May and that's a good one.
1: Yeah, there we I go. I
0: didn't I didn't even think about that one.
1: Um You're welcome.
0: Thank you, thank you very much. Do you want to? I mean, I did find a lot while googling. Actually, this is a trope.
1: Yeah, no, it totally is a trope. Um, But it is definitely one of those things where, like, like when you're in an interview and they're like, "Well, can you tell me about a time where you did your job?" and you're like, "I've never had a job in my life. (laughs) I don't know what jobs are." What are your strengths? I. (laughs) I'm really good under under pressure. I ate an entire box of mac and cheese today.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like really good at procrastinating, okay? Uh, uh, Sing us into happy things. Sunday, Monday, happy things. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy things. Thursday, Friday, happy things. Right it comes that gun going, going all week to you. I forgot to, I forgot the hybrid for. I need to write this down. We're so professional, <laughs> doing so good. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, a podcast where we're talking about things that have made us happy over the last month. Uh, normally it would just be the last two weeks, but it's been a month. As Carolyn has said many times, it's been a month since the podcast. So, what's been making you happy, Carolyn? God damn it! I don't know what happiness is anymore. I don't know what happiness is. Who's happy in this world? No.
1: Okay. Okay. Actually, I was thinking about this because I was like, "Fuck!" I've been so depressed over the last couple of weeks. I need to actually like do research on what my fucking happy thing is for the podcast. Um. So, I have, I, we talked about it last time. Um, my only goal for the year is to try and walk consistently outside. Uh-huh. And to do that, I'm doing a million meter challenge. And for January, my goal was around 85 kilometers, because um, that's what I need to hit the million for the full year. And I did about 100,000, and I'm pretty happy nice. about that.
0: Excellent. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I imagine you will. Um, I uh, have not known happiness or the taste of food. Oh, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being down here with my parents has been a happy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Biden being inaugurated is uh, a happy thing.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Um, I saw a really interesting TikTok about, like, you know, people going, Where are Biden's fans, you know, saying, you know, I support my president. I blah, 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 my president. And somebody responded to it with a stitch on their TikTok. And they were like, um, I don't know how to tell you this, but like not everybody treats their political candidate like a cult. Uh, And we voted for him. And we like his, some of his policies, but not all of his policies, but we don't blindly support him. And that's the difference between you and us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah. That absolutely. Is. I mean, like, I voted for the dude, but like, I would have rather had many of the other candidates. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I I am happy that he has been inaugurated, but he was not my first or my second choice. Yep, actually, so, literally that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, anyway, Ooh. happy he's inaugurated. He is a happy thing.
1: Another happy yep. thing. Uh, we got two Georgia
0: Senators. We did get two Georgia Senators! Thank you, Stacey Abrams! She got
1: no... Third happy thing? She's nominated for a
0: Nobel Peace Prize. Oh my god, I love her. I love yes. it. Fucking thank you. Love it. Um, also, that... Oh god, What is his name? Hang on, I'm gonna do a Google because I feel bad that I cannot remember his name. Okay, Eugene Goodman, the cop... From January 6th. Yes! Who steered people away from the Senate floor. Who then got promoted to um, guarding Kamala. Or Kamala. I'm sorry. I really am shit at pronouncing her name. Kamala Harris at the inauguration. And I hope, I don't know if he's, like, permanently been promoted or if that was just, like, Hey, look, here's Eugene Goodman being rewarded for his great service. I have no idea what he's doing now these days. But, like, that, I thought that was cool.
1: That was really cool, and of course the the poem. That was yes. a oh my
0: gosh. That was so yes, cool. that was she was amazing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Amanda Gorman.
1: Gorman, I was like I know it starts with G, but I could not remember her. Life. I kept wanting to be like Guzman, but I knew it wasn't.
0: Yeah, her. well, and I wanted to say her first name was Angela. Like obviously, we've slept like multiple times since then, but her poem was so good, and it was just it, first of all, it was nice to see a young person of color. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically a black person. It was also really nice to hear a poem that like really kind of was like talking about the warts of America too, as well as the good things. Like that it wasn't some kind of like blindly patriotic thing. Um, so that was that. I mean, the whole thing was just beautiful. It was beautifully done. Um, and then JLo coming out and like, you know, talking Spanish and all of like the jokes about the Republicans like clutching their pearls during that part. That's good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Anyway, the whole that like that thing was a happy thing for me. And uh I mean, yeah, like been playing a lot of card games with my folks, been watching a lot of cool movies, my office is an enormous lodge. Which has been lovely to be in. I have a whole kitchen to myself. And it's like an entirely different building than the one that my parents are in and that we sleep in. Mm -hmm. So that's been nice. I have a a wingback chair as my desk chair right now. Which, like, let me tell you, this is beautiful. You're just fancy. I mean, yeah. I'm fucking fancying it up here, okay? (laughs) Like, there are no downsides right now. Except that, like, it's harder to play my in-person D&D game. I have to drive back up to Austin to do it. But, like... That's fine. If that's the worst thing I have to deal with, it's fine. Nice. Well, we've yeah, got... Yeah, we're work. doing good.
1: Good. We've got a couple of listener questions. We're going to dive right back into some morbidity.
0: <laughs> uh. Let's do it. Excuse me. My bad.
1: That's going to stay in. We're we've stripping. We're stripping the veneer.
0: There's no... Is there even a veneer of professionalism at this point?
1: No, not today. No. Not, not today. No, not today.
0: No, not today.
1: All right, Rose Ford asks, did you hear that Screech died?
0: I did, actually, um, like a couple of, uh, hours ago. So, (laughs) my friend,
1: my friend Sassar sends me stuff on Instagram all the time, which is good and fun, and I'm a big fan of it, but I was on my walk, and then I get back from my walk, my little, like, so I don't stay completely depressed walk, uh, And my phone just, like, starts blowing up. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I check, and I've got, like, eight messages from Cesar, but it really was just him accidentally sending the article that
0: Screech had died over and over and (laughs) over over again. Whoops. like, God, let me know, Cesar, you can stop. (laughs) You guys, you must be really
1: affected by the news. I mean, it's pretty sad, actually. Like, he was only 44,
0: it is. So it is. It is sad. Like, it's funny because, like, I just. The last thing I remember hearing about Dustin Diamond at all is that he had completely turned on the rest of the cast and was, like, writing bullshit in that book that he released. about, Yes.
1: Like, I, I remember. I remember. And, like, the something. rest of the
0: cast being, like, he has made this up entirely. None of this is supported by anything. And this is not our experience of any of it. And, like, prior to that, he'd released the sex tape and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, he was really trying to get away from. The image that he portrayed as Screech um which like you know whatever I, if I had played Screech as a kid I wouldn't want to continue to be defined as Screech for the rest of my life I'm sure the same way that um the guy played Urkel whose name I'm completely blanking on would not want to be continued to be called Urkel you know like mm-hmm. um but at the same time like <laughs> I, he just got kind of Gross and nasty as he got older, and so like I haven't really even thought of him at all until I heard he died, and it's of course sad that he died at the age of forty four. That's incredibly young, but um, yeah, it he's seems
1: not, like kind of a shitty life <laughs> until then. It's not going to go on my list of celebrity deaths that affect me to this day.
0: No, no, I mean like I I do like I like any kid that grew up in the nineties. I watched a shit ton of Saved by the Bell, mm-hmm. um, and. It, like, I'm sad for that girl that watched that show and, you know, liked those people. But at the same time, like, does this affect me personally now? No.
1: Did you see that they're going to try and reboot Frasier?
0: Is it going to be with the same original cast? No
1: idea. Variety is, eye. all I saw was the headline and I was like, why don't we do something different? <laughs> why don't we just try something new? Like, just, like, maybe something new. I don't know. Maybe about that. Maybe. New. I don't know. It's just a thought. God, I hate that though. I know. I know. I read
0: the I read the most interesting article and I like I don't remember who. It was about one of the Terminator films. But it was about like the problems that led to the Terminator film being a film that are also the problems of Hollywood in general. And it would like was talking about how like basically like everything else movie making has become a capitalist like you know capitalism money making you know thing and it always was obviously they weren't making movies just for like the the art and the everything like that like they're making movies to make money and pay all the people that made the movie but like studios used to put out you know one two three movies like one or two movies a year and they would be in the theaters the entire year and there would be this like whole production And like now studios are cranking out three movies a month and Mm -hmm. like they're in theaters for two weeks and then they're, you know, straight to video or whatever, or streaming now. Um, And they're not, and you can see in the quality of these films, they're not putting, you know, all of their eggs in one basket anymore. They're, you know, maybe if it's like, they want to make an Oscar contender? Sure. But like, other than that, it's just kind of like crank them out, make people watch them and sit down and watch them and then go on about your day. And, you know, they're just, it's because, and they're, they're also doing a lot of things where instead of doing new and interesting things, they're rehashing old things because they already know that they're proven money makers and that what you're going to get is people that want to come back and watch the same things over and over again, or the people that are like, oh, I remember that show from the nineties. Let's relive the things that made me like it back then. You know, like it's, they're, they're these proven kind of like, these things are always going to make money. Yeah, Um, but then
1: sometimes you get stuff like Star Trek Enterprise. Is that the right one? How dare you? Well, that's not my point. That's my fucking point. Like, eh, just because it's got a big, like, just because Frasier worked the first time does not mean that it is going to work now. Why don't we just do something different?
0: (laughs) I hate it. I know. I do, too. I do, too. Like, I mean... You can think I I can think of all kinds of I can think of all kinds of examples, not limited to the most recent Little Women movie, which I have many problems with. (laughs) Do we need to keep remaking the same books over and over and over again, thinking, hey, I'll come at it with a fresh and interesting new twist? No. Aren't we we so excited
1: that Great Gatsby hit the public domain this year?
0: I cannot honestly actually cannot wait for the number of like you know. Just, let's fucking make it out of cats. Like, I don't care. Do something, do something hilarious with that piece of I book, actually please. would probably
1: watch Great Gatsby, but made with cats.
0: I would too, honestly. <laughs> Did I tell you that I finally watched the movie Cats?
1: I think yes. I think I heard about it. It was so bad, you guys.
0: Hey, I don't know who needs to hear this. Cats is not a good musical. Cats has a couple of fun numbers, The Cats, as a musical, is fucking awful, and it's time that we stop pretending it isn't.
1: Do you want to ask the last question of our podcast?
0: You know what else is terrible? Rent. Okay, the last question (laughs) of our podcast is... (laughs) uh, I don't mean,
1: both the musical and the
0: concept. (laughs) Both the musical and the concept. Uh, I don't have questions, and I know it's not stars related, but this is absolutely shenanigans related, so here you go. And the Here You Go is <laughs> a picture of Brandon Tanev's headshot, which we'll obviously, if you haven't seen it, link in, uh, from Deep Heart Hockey's uh, Twitter. But uh, he was asked about his headshot because it's definitely like a somebody just goosed him kind of headshot. Uh, and his response to this was, I did actually see a ghost. It was walking behind the gentleman that was taking our pictures. First of all, so cute that he called him a gentleman. It kind of caught me off guard. I haven't seen one of those things yet. It was pretty rare to see that. That's why I had that facial expression. So the man is literally blaming it on ghosts. (laughs) Literally blaming it on ghosts. Literal ghosts. Little oral ghosts. <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? Me, no. No.
1: I don't really believe in ghosts. I do believe that there are unexplained phenomenon in the world. And and the key word is unexplained, right? Like, I don't think it's not... I don't think it's inexplicable. I just think it hasn't been explicked. <laughs> I
0: believe in unexplained phenomenon. I believe in UFOs because that is just an unidentified flying object. Absolutely. Um, I do believe in some sort of supernatural shit, but ghosts is just not one of them. Oh my
1: God. Do you think... <laughs> of and the Phantoms?
0: of and the Phantoms! Um, I, so Julie and the Phantoms probably started playing music behind the guy that was taking the pictures, and that's what happened. It's like they, poof, appeared. With all of their gear and their drum kit and all that. And, like, he was just very startled.
1: It's really strange that they picked the picture where he sees the startled, like, the startled picture and not yeah, the... There oh. has
0: to have been more than one picture taken. I really doubt it's a one and done kind of thing.
1: Right? And, like, so if he has, if he, if it, there's, there's the ghost picture and then, but they didn't use the, this is kind of a bop picture.
0: Yeah. No, it's <laughs> this one. Which I really hope that he had any sort of say in it at all. And this is the one he was like, no, use that one. I fucking love it. I, I do too. I, uh, I want to circle back to my rent comment real quick. Okay. Rent is terrible. <laughs> um, but I will say for anyone wanting to come at me in the comments that I have a, like, it it, it holds a special place in my heart because it was the first show that I saw on Broadway that my parents didn't drag me to that then made me realize that Broadway plays could be something other than what I had previously seen and that they could be fun and interesting and, like, young-sounding and all of that. And I, I like, in my early 20s and, like, late teens, early 20s, I super loved it. But I listened to it more times since then and realized what a mess of a show it is. (laughs) And uh, have liked it a lot less since then. Um, So, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's not actually a good play. You just like it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can like it, but it's not a good play.
1: You know, I like a lot of things that are bad. So
0: you're Same. Same. Like, I've watched all three Starship Troopers movies on purpose. So, I mean, yeah.
1: I love hackers.
0: There you go. Well,
1: that's all we have for you today.
0: (laughs) Ending on a high note. (laughs)
1: I like to end on the highs. I like to end on the highs.
0: Absolutely.
1: The highs that are our lows, really, I guess, (laughs) at that point. But as always, you can find us on social media. I'm uh, on Twitter, at Classlicity.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I started reading Twitter. I'm on Twitter. (laughs) Clearly, clearly you're on Twitter. Somebody had sent in a question, like, 37 minutes into our podcast. So I was reading it to see if we wanted to cover it real quick, but we don't. Okay. So um, I'm on Twitter at Meredith. Please send me questions in the middle of our podcast. I greatly appreciate that.
1: <laughs> we know we really do appreciate when you send us questions, but sometimes we just aren't going to get there. Uh, and yeah. You can find our official podcast Twitter at DeepHeartHockey. Please follow us there. That is the best place to send us questions. And uh, if you have a longer question, comment, or... Want to talk about a thing that you like that other people don't? You can email us at deephearthockey at gmail.com.
0: I promise we'll check it in about a month. Uh, You can also check out all of our um, new podcast posts and all of our old content at deephearthockey.wordpress.com. And I promise there's a lot of good content there that's just old.
1: It's just old, but it's good. Old but still good. Old but still good. Like us.
0: Like like (laughs) us. (laughs) bye like so many things that are old I don't even know but not rent not rent sorry it's not good bye bye do the sinking thing do the sinking thing uh
1: fuck one two three (laughs)
0: Okay, sorry. No, you're going to have to do it again. <laughs> I could not. Sorry, do it again. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> the fact that you forgot how to sink is beautiful.
1: It's been a literal month. A I literal know. month.